Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two of the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy over there, that's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, and it's fall, y'all. We are rolling fall out. Did you know that, Bradley? What? It's fall. No, it's not fall. Stop lying to people. Okay, but the taste buds say it should be fall. Do you know why? Why? Couple reasons. You know the first one. Yeah, What's hitting the shelves? Actually, I'm glad that you brought this up because um, I saw another story about this. I thought, is it just me or does it seem like Halloween candy is already popping up on store shelves? Turns out it really is. Now, in some places, not all. In fact, places like Target have said, stop the madness. You know, Thank they're you, also Susan Powder. like closing on uh, Thanksgiving again. Like we finally closed the loop on that. Um, isn't it funny how that just doesn't even register no not anymore. anymore we're like but halloween candy i mean but like right now we're like um yeah of course you're not gonna be open i mean like we don't even care that's not even a conversation yeah, this like year who's doing can you imagine a black friday no. in 2020 no. i don't understand no, we have to change the name this I mean, is it not just... happening this is not happening although i don't know sturgis is happening so don't worry. Really, I'll get you're up gonna to go in there. I'll get up to that later. Don't worry when about it. We're trying to have a, de- a just a very innocent conversation about Halloween candy. All right, I want to go back to this Halloween candy story that I saw on CNN. I was like, is it just me? No, it turns out that um, a lot of places actually COVID has had a very weird impact on Halloween candy overall. But on the one hand. More stores have started Halloween displays earlier, and they've moved up their displays like two to four weeks. Now, the typical, get this, so the typical Halloween experience starts mid-August and early September. People have backed that up by a couple of weeks, which makes sense because yeah, this is the first week of August. And pe- we got some feelings to eat. I yes. mean, I'm going to need the mini Snickers. Well, now, there. this is the other hand of this story. So on the one hand, they've moved up these Halloween displays because people are buying more and more candy. On the other hand... Uh, Hershey's, for example, has done has produced less and less actual Halloween um, ad, um, marketed candy. Mm-hmm. By that I mean packaged, like Halloween packaged specifically for Halloween. They've produced less, and they've actually ramped up production of their regular candy offerings. And it all seems to be because. Consumers don't really want like the specific Halloween candy experience. They just want their favorite candies. And they don't need all that, you know, Halloween packaging. Well, yeah. But they do like the Halloween-sized 
that's what I was going to say. It's Pieces not that they candy. need. It's not that they. Uh, it's not that they. I mean, you can get candy year round. I don't know if you guys know that. It's true. It's totally. It's true. totally true. You can get full size candy any old time you want. But, but nobody's buying full size candy. Bars, no, because FYI. here's why. There's somebody I know in my life who believes that if you eat mini burgers, you can eat more of them. Yeah, I know who that person is. Mm-hmm. So I think that we use that same kind of justification oh, when yeah. it comes to our Snickers. Yeah, well, oh, nobody's it's, it's eating the Snickers. Biggest Snickers lie. are trash, and we know that. Go to our favorite retail establishment. Um, well, actually, I'm not going to speak for you. One of my favorite retail establishments for the um, glutton in me. Does it, I was going to say, does it rhyme with Roscoe? Yeah. Costco. Like, you'll find a five-pound bag of candy, but it's all, like, fun-sized yeah. bites. Yeah. And you're so like, great, you, I can eat so much of that. So instead of, like, three fun-sized bites, it's three handfuls of fun-sized bites Which is, every time I walk through the kitchen. Yeah. So that does not lead to fun size. That's why. Well, no. Well, I mean, uh, it depends on your definition of fun. Good call. But what I will say is, um, so we have seen that... More candy is being produced. More candy is being eaten. It's just not in that traditional, like, boo, Halloween style. Like, Look, can I also ask a question? Yeah. Um, are we having Halloween this year? Like, I we mean, have I kind of feel like Halloween com- is perfect holiday for COVID. Maybe it is. We just haven't had a family conversation about this a, yet. A, it's outside. B, everybody has masks on. Everybody has masks on. <laughs> and C, like, I'm I'm all in because I never do this anyway. So I don't have to interact oh. with anyone. Okay, wait. So wait. Are, hold on. I'm sorry. Did my ears deceive me? Did Are you going to do it this year? No, I'm no, saying I normally don't do, do it, it so, so I'm all in. Yeah, fine. Like, it works for me. No harm, no foul. Um, can I can I just pause and go another season, and then we're going to come back to fall? But I just had this realization this weekend that like winter is going to suck, but it's also going to be awesome because like sledding and everybody has masks on. Yeah, like everybody has their faces outdoor covered activities. In we. Everybody in the state of Minnesota, and by everybody, I mean, like, all of the people that love to do the things outside. I'm not one of them. Um, but everybody else. But the rest else, of you people. Yeah, but you, you have to say that when you're in Minnesota. Otherwise, people are like, Arr! and then you got to sit there and listen to them tell you about stories about how amazing downhill whatever is. Mm-hmm. Ski joring. Mm-hmm. Ski joring? That's like a thing that people do when they get just really. Anyway, I, I want you to have your winter sports. <laughs> Okay. The moral of you my story. You just don't want to do them. I just don't want to do them. The moral of my story is, yeah, like you, you just know everybody's going to be out in full force this winter in a way that they weren't normally. One hundred percent true. Yeah. So do you want to know? Do you want to know the other way that we know that uh, fall is here? Yeah. Dairy Queen is rolling out their pumpkin spice. Oh my God, we're doing pumpkin spice already? Oh, what, yeah. Like literally right now? Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. And Assume. actually, I am 99.992% sure that Starbucks already has rolled out some pumpkin spice. I could be wrong. But just so you know, Dairy Queen is making it happen. They're not only bringing back the pumpkin pie blizzard, which remember had like pie crust chunks in it, which yeah. doesn't sound sexy, but I, I think just, it was... I don't crave pumpkin anything, but whatever. I'm happy for people. Well, they've added another one to the roster. Which is? Pumpkin cookie butter shake. Ooh. I mean, I, I, I bet that would be good. I love cookie pumpkin butter. Pumpkin and cookie butter well, all remember, in a shake. Co- cookie butter is oh. that like spice cookie? Yes. Cookie the the cookie, cookie butter flavor is cookies is typically that spice mm-hmm. um 
that spice cookie, that Biscoff cookie. Yep. And that pairs perfectly with pumpkin. Yeah. See, so, uh, you know what? I think we should add this to the... Would you do me a favor? I think I have a tab somewhere on our... Everybody, this is on-air production. Um, I might have put it on another one, but anyway, if you can find my list that I made of things that we need to eat for our uh, cheat day... It's on there somewhere. We'll find it. We'll, I, was, I, I thought you were that. talking about a sound. No, 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 no. Administrative task. But we should add that to the list because I would, I'm here to try anything, but I like anything with cookie butter. Yeah. I I'm, do. I'm the pumpkin spice is on notice, but I'll allow it so I can get to the cookie butter and also Dairy Queen. I just, I've never liked pumpkin spice. I do appreciate the spices in pumpkin spice. But for some okay, reason, honey, but then what part of it is it that you don't? I like? don't know because when just I hear the spice, but when I hear the pumpkin part, I'm like, it just. Oh, I, I'm not it's saying triggering. it's rational. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I think of pumpkin pie, and I don't like pumpkin pie. Okay. Nobody likes pumpkin pie. Time. That's not true. That is absolutely a falsehood. I, you like the pumpkin pie spice, but do you really like pumpkin? Yes. Like you don't eat pumpkin anywhere other than. And I eat it in soup. That's true. Okay, I'm lying. I'm yep. full of trash mm-hmm. today. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's somebody who's, uh, there it is. Somebody who's not full of trash, Howard Stern. He's speaking some actual truth, and this time it has to do with Ellen DeGeneres. We're going to talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Stern is saying some intelligent things today regarding Ellen DeGeneres on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. And Bradley, um, you know, I actually find uh, Howard Stern to be delightful mm-hmm. uh, and incredibly smart in so many ways, but he's actually speaking about Ellen DeGeneres and the situation we find ourselves in with Ellen DeGeneres yeah, at they've, present. They've had a complicated relationship in the past. Okay, so t- say more about that because uh, like, I know that they have a friendship now, right? Yep. Um, I think they've like, they've, you know, because remember most recently he was on her show and then they kissed oh, and that was right, when he right. had his book coming out. Yes. Um, but I, and I don't remember the exact, um, I'm just wanting to open up your article because I think your article had the details or maybe I read something I somewhere else. I think you read it elsewhere. It very likely is that, uh, that I read it somewhere else. So now I'm going to try to pull it out of my brain. And I think if I remember correctly, um, she reportedly was trying to prevent Howard Stern from coming on to the judging panel at America's Got Talent. Like she was going to put her foot down. Oh, sure. Okay. That, if I remember it correctly, it was that. And then he went off on her. And, um,. They have since buried the hatchet. I know there's more to that story, and yeah. no doubt a listener will fill us in. No, with but the details. that actually—I mean—that's really interesting, and that lends like sort of a lens, sort of a different lens to the story. But but apparently they have, as you said, buried the hatchet, and they're friends now, or at least friendly. And what he says, and actually he's going to be on her her show, Ellen's Game of Games, 
the game that I or the show that I think is like the cruelest it's show. So, it's yeah. so cruel. Everybody who watches that does that. Well, not everybody. A lot of people who watch that, if if they probably had a familiar sense or a similar sense of Ellen as we did, will say things like, "Yeah, um, it's not hard to believe that Ellen was kind of you know." <laughs> rude behind the scenes yeah. have you ever watched game of games right. she seems to delight it's like it should be called game of schadenfreude because yeah. she just delights in people being in pain and being scared and it's just bizarre um in any case howard stern is giving advice to ellen degeneres and that that advice is simply like be a jerk be who you are yeah if that is who you like rebrand yourself. And I don't actually disagree with him because I think part of the problem right now with Ellen DeGeneres is that she's made a name for herself as this, like the, the, the kind one, the one who's going to push kindness. But what we're hearing is that she is the exact opposite behind the scenes. And so if, if we want anything, I think what we want from Ellen is for her to be genuine and if being genuine for her is not being a very kind person, then go with that. Yeah. Howard Stern has said, you know, what's interesting is he kind of does it in a backhanded way, though. And he says, like, you know, me, I'm known as a jerk on the air. But behind the scenes, everybody loves me. You know, like he has. Which this... I actually do think is true. Well, of course it is. And and this is something we've heard for years. Um, my point, though, is that. Um, there's a different, like, Howard Stern has had an evolution in his career, and he talked about it in his most recent book, and he was very open about how he's sort of changed as a human being the older he's gotten and as a result of his life experiences. The same is not true for Ellen in a sense, at least at this moment, and here is a moment in her career now where she has a choice, and she can face the reality and the changing nature of, of you know, personality and celebrity and as it relates to her own life. Or she can just double down and, you know, run her brand into the ground because, you know, the bloom is off the rose. We're all seeing this truth. And now it's up to her to, to determine how she's going to do that next chapter to Howard's suggestion that she needs to just, you know, if she's a jerk, just be a jerk. Right. I just think, like, just be yourself. The problem with that is she can't be herself because she is her brand. She will. She can do it in another form. Kind of like Oprah, like Oprah had to leave Oprah, right? Mm -hmm. And Oprah had to go out on her own. Uh, Well, she was already out on her own, but she had to separate herself from the idea of Oprah as Oprah, the talk show host. Right. Right. And, you know, she was also an actress. But mostly for most people, it was that notion of Oprah on that that television show. Mm -hmm. And she had to like she had to open a new chapter of her life and that was own like the network and that stumbled it was not she just thought she- this episode is brought to you by snapple welcome to the snapple market auditory experience close your eyes imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store you make your way to the back and reach for your favorite snapple flavor you can't wait you take a sip whoa that's a lot of flavor what flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. She would bring her same Oprah magic to that. That wasn't the case. You'll remember there were some obvious stumbles that she made, and at first it was like she was just going to go away and she wasn't going to be successful. And she really, you know, decided to you know, focus on the things that were struggling and deal with them and react and change. And I think that's where Ellen is right now. So I don't know what it is Ellen needs to be on the outside, but it's not going to be Ellen is kind because that's well, not selling anymore. Well, and that's, I mean, th- here's what that she cannot go back to that. There's yeah. no question. Like there isn't anything for her back at that. Well, that the bloom is off the rose. Um, well, also the world's moved on. We're not in a place where we're totally comfortable with that. No, not at all. Um, and so so I don't think it is. I don't think that Howard Stern is incorrect in the sense that she does need a rebrand. What that looks like, I don't quite know, because I, what I do know is you were bringing up Oprah. I would bring up and I've done it before. Rosie O'Donnell, because when she had to when she kind of departed from the queen of nice. The public was not there for it. The public did not. I mean, they came for her. And I also wonder if there's not something a little bit, I'm going to say it, uh, a little bit sexist about this, where it's not as easy to see a woman step into, step out of that kindness role. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think you're right about that. I mean, it's not easier for women to, to, well, first of all, it's not easy for women to not be perceived as nice right or to not be perceived to be perceived as not nice rather right um so that is absolutely true i think in terms of rosie rosie made a very concerted effort to be mean after having been nice that is true whereas i think the thing with ellen is she was pretending to be this thing or the perception is that she was pretending when it doesn't seem to be the truth yeah and i think that's the lie that people really got frustrated about I think with Rosie as well, it was more, it was also like, we didn't show, there were all these people who were like, we didn't show up for your politics. Right. And I think that's unfair to some degree for people in general and probably for women more so. People have a, a, a you know, a smaller tolerance for women with opinions. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Colleen and Bradley show. A woman with an opinion. Um, which I tolerate most wholeheartedly. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, those Tolerate's opinions... not the word. You know what I meant. I know, you celebrate. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we're going to uh, talk about some D-bags. we got opinions about them after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. Hi. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is... D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your bag of D, Colleen? Mm, it's Smash Mouth. What the heck is a Smash Mouth? You know what 
what Smash Mouth is. That's a band. Oh, hey, okay. hey there, you're an all-star. Oh, that song, you know that? Get your game on. on go, play. go play. Well, they're getting their game on. Uh-oh. At a rally in Sturgis. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, and, no, um, no. Oh, I'm not done yet. No. They're in Sturgis, and uh, Steve Harwell, who's the 53-year-old frontman of California rockers Smash Mouth, uh, opened up the entire uh, beginning of their concert at Sturgis yep. by uh, saying, bleep that COVID bleep. And then everybody started to applaud. No, I feel that way, but I don't think he meant it the way we feel it. Probably not. Right? So, by the way. Especially if he was performing in front of a crowd. That's the thing. So, this is all part of the Sturgis Rally, which is a yearly motorcycle rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, that has welcomed up to $250,000. Nope, people. (laughs) $250,000. Welcome, dollars. People. Well, more than that. I mean, you know, if we're talking in dollars, um, for the 80th annual motorcycle rally, it's a 10 day gathering. Usually it draws double that, but it's still, have you seen videos of of the people? They're shoulder to shoulder. I have, and I literally, I had a dream last night that we were at an awards show. I don't know if it was like the Academy Awards, but it was a big celebrity award show and we were going to get an award for something. I don't remember what it's irrelevant. Cool, we were? Oh my gosh, wait, I want to go back to your dream. But the whole time, I was like, this is really not acceptable and I don't understand why everybody is acting as though this is totally fine. Nobody's wearing masks. Anyway, the point is, I'm dreaming about crowds being scary. And mm-hmm. here they are in at Sturgis, like... No worries in the world. These people are partying it up, drinking it up. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. And there was the head of, or the head, the lead singer of Smash Mouth saying, bleep it, bleep it all. I just, you know, I hate to do that regional thing because, you know, I come from, well, I, I come from, I come from a lot of places, but one place that I came to Minnesota from was Texas. And that's a place that, you know, people that are not in Texas will often point to Texas and be like, everybody in Texas is dumb because they do this. And look, there are a lot of dumb people in Texas. There are a lot of all sorts of bad people in Texas, mm-hmm. a lot of bad dudes. There's a lot of dumb people in all the states. But I I hate when people just like, you know, write off a, an entire state of people because they're like, oh, it's dumb. I've got to say to the good people of South Dakota, what are you doing? Right. How are they letting this happen? Like, it doesn't surprise me that there are fools who will show up for this. Mm-hmm. It surprises me that there are people in positions of authority and responsibility who would let that happen. Yeah. And you can say, like, well, can you really stop people? Hey, I can't go into a Target without a mask on. Surely they can come up with a way to prevent this from happening. Only because, think about if you were in South Dakota right now, and a lot of people, I you know, in South Dakota, I know a lot of people in South Dakota, I don't know anyone. Well, you probably know somebody right now. There's a lot of people there. I hope they're listening. You know, if I were one of those people who's like, yeah, we've done basically uh, better than a lot of, like, densely populated states slash metro areas because we're sparsely populated. We haven't had the huge outbreaks that a lot of people have had. Um 
wouldn't you want to keep it that way? And right. like welcoming in a bunch of people from around the world. Well, I would also in like this to, moment does I, not seem like a good idea. Can I also just tell you something that's going to make you really not happy? Um, oh, God. Do you know of a state that might border South Dakota? Stop! I, all I'm trying to say is that people are going to be rolling yeah, through. Yeah, there's going to be people from Minnesota. Yeah, who or come people back, who are rolling through Minnesota. Go through, you know, the airport. And mm-hmm. look, travel, fine, risk, fine. Yeah, but they're not going through danger. the airport. Because they're on their bikes. They're biking through oh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, you don't have a lot of people flying to Sturgis. Well, Not I bet with you've their got, bikes like, in Sturgis uh, wannabes, but, um, but yeah. No, these people are going to be rolling through. Coughing on things as yeah. they... In our restaurants, <laughs> in our targets. Like... Yeah. Uh, I know. Sorry. Again, look, I, I, I just... It doesn't surprise me that people are doing this. It surprises me that the that cooler heads are not prevailing. Mm-hmm. That's my D-bag. Who's you yours? Imagine who? Th- oh, I know. Just from like a visceral standpoint, I wouldn't even be able to be within that area without like right running away screaming, sanitizing people's faces. Yeah, like spraying four o not four o nine because that's not going to do a thing. Lysol. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Who's your? Oh, God. Julianne Hoff. Oh. Hake. Remember Hake. Yeah, I do remember Hake. Hake is a is a publationship. What's a publationship? It's a relationship for publicity. And what is a Hake? Julianne Hoff and Brooks Lake. Now, mm-hmm. this is the relationship that ended, the marriage that ended, right? But like we still talk about them. And actually, I said Julianne Hoff only because she's the uh, the topic of this article, but really, actually not. And I think because remember U.S. or U.S. Americans, well, Us Weekly they don't is- have maps. <laughs> Well, Sturgis. Yeah. Us Weekly um, seems to be Brooks Lake territory. Mm -hmm. Like, he seems to drop hints to Us Weekly about stuff that's going on in his life as a means to keep himself in headlines, right? So that happened over at Us Weekly yesterday. Headline, Julianne Huff says she's happy amid Brooks Lake divorce. So at first I was like, "What what is Julianne Huff telling people she's happy for? Like, I mean, I'm happy for her. But, like, why is that newsworthy, right? Right. So then they just talk about this Instagram. She snapped an Instagram photo, which, by the way, another tabloid said she looked like Jennifer Aniston. I was like, okay, slow um, your roll. Slow your roll. She's beautiful. But she does not look like but Jennifer I don't need Aniston. I know that we need to do that anyway. So then I'm reading into this article like, oh, it's Wait just- a minute. Hold on. Because... I don't think Us Weekly said she looked like Jennifer Aniston. I think no. one of the players did. Meaning, I'm sure whoever leaked this story said, look, she oh, looks yeah, like yeah, Jennifer yeah. And Anderson it wasn't here. Us Weekly, to your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was another tabloid. But yes, to, uh, I imagine it was her saying that, yeah, right? exactly. But moral of the story is, it wasn't really even about Julianne Huff Because as I'm reading, it's like, oh, this is an Instagram post. Okay, dumb. But then I get, um, or typical, I guess I shouldn't use the word dumb loosely in this day and age. <laughs> it's overused. And there are actually... We have a whole segment people. about it. <laughs> crazy stupid idiots um but after you get there then i get to this uh the utah native that's julianne huff who announced her split from lake in may shared the smiley photo two weeks after the former nhl player gushed about the couple's nuptials on his podcast Mm. here we go advertisement for the podcast how men think Exactly. Which, again, I don't need a podcast for. I live in the world. On his July 27th episode, quote, I have friends. Now, please, Congrats. please, please.
please sit with this. Mm. Please sit with this. I have friends that have had to postpone their wedding and my heart absolutely breaks for them because reflecting on my own wedding and how that was just like the greatest time of my life. I just want everybody to have that experience. Mm -hmm. Translation. <laughs> like, honestly, like, wow. So I've stopped what I'm doing. So that you could tell me something I don't need to know, which has nothing to do with anything mm -hmm. other than your dumb podcast. Kudos, Mr. Lake, for getting more attention than you've probably deserved for a while. Now. Oh, yeah. Because literally he's just talking about his podcast. So he got us weekly to do an article. Presto changeo. You think it's about Julianne Huff. Yep. But it's actually Brooks Lake going, hey, look at this Julianne Huff Instagram post. By the way, my latest podcast episode is how I felt bad for my friends who, I'm sorry, there are people who are not doing well. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think they teach this in celebrity PR school? I hope so. Because like if they how don't, to I'm hijack to. somebody else's story so that you can get attention for your own dumb yes. podcast? Yes. They do teach it. It's no, I mean, unit. they don't, but they should. they should. I'm saying, yes, you're oh. you're speaking truth. I feel like we could teach that unit. I told you the yeah. minute this radio station uh, or this, this radio show experience ceases to be yeah. our primary uh, driver in life. Yeah. Um, we're going to open a consulting we're open firm. We're going to open a consulting firm. Oh, yeah. We should just do it now anyway on How the side. How to Hollywood. How to Hollywood yeah. with Colleen Bradley. That's it. That was easy. Write that down. Call us, celebrities. Thank you. Call us. Why aren't Call you us. calling? <laughs> We got all kinds of advice. We can tell you how to do this thing. Hey, speaking of publationships, which, by the way, is a word that we created. Mm. And I, by the way, have seen it tossed about Bye. in the ether. Where? Oh, okay. So let's go down this rabbit hole very quickly. Because I know that you also follow this Instagram. It's called Dumois. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's like a separate facebook page so dumois is like um some socialite who spills tea yep. on their own instagram feed mm -hmm. about all the celebrities then there's this separate facebook page for people who follow dumois who are trying to figure out what their what her blind or i think it's a her what her blind items are yeah and on that Facebook page. I have seen people start tossing around the word publationship. I don't know if it's because they listen to our show, but I do know that we coined that term here. And a publationship is a relationship for publicity. And this is definitely a thing because they talk about it in Hollywood. They just don't use the name that we came up with. Mm. Publationship. Mm. Speaking of publationships, we have another publationship to talk about when we come back. This one is called a Flarmus. And the headline a Flarmus has struck back at Grouper. It's gonna be big. I'll tell you all about it. Who's a Flarmus, who's Grouper, and who's striking with who after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Oh, we've got a publicationship we need to talk about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Uh, and uh, I think we just went over it. But for those who are just joining us, what is a publicationship, Bradley? 
It's a relationship for publicity, often exhibited by celebrities. Okay, so I have two that I want to talk about. And basically, here's the headline. A flarmus is striking back at grouper. What's an aflarmus? I love this. People just tuning in are like, what, what? are you talking about? What language is this? Aflarmus is Ben Affleck and Anna Diarmus. I still love that one. I just think it's so good. Aflarmus. Aflarmus. Uh, and they're striking back at grouper. What's grouper? That's um, Jennifer Garner and Bradley Cooper, allegedly. Okay, so here's what's fun about following the publationship. And this is why you can play the home game. You start to see this thing where there's like a teeter-tottering of using the paparazzi. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. To communicate to other, whoops, other publicationships. Yeah. So in this case, the story goes like this. The other day, I think it was like two days ago, right? Yeah. We heard, we saw, rather, pictures of Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Garner mm-hmm. on the beach. Yep. And, like, they weren't, like, doing anything. Like, they weren't, like, touching anything or, like, you know, smooching or any of that stuff. They were just on the beach in different attire. He was wearing just swim trunks. She had a sweater and a skirt on. Uh, and they were playing, uh, they were like building a sandcastle with his daughter. Yep. But the but the paparazzi were all over this. And that's when we were like, oh, this is a publicationship. We're going to call it Grouper. Well, now we've done another paparazzi walk with uh, Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas, who we call a flarmus. A flarmus. Today, we wake up to pictures of the two of them sharing an intimate kiss on, by the way, uh, bury the lead on set mm-hmm. of the movie that Anna de Armas is yeah. currently filming. Yeah. This is an undisclosed project in Malibu. On Monday afternoon, the two of them, uh, he showed up to visit her on set, and the paparazzi somehow. And I want to sit with that for a second. Like, what are the paparazzi doing on set? Because she called them exactly. Thank you. And there they are just making out. At one point, she's kissing him through the mask. Mm -hmm. I want to advise against that. What do you mean, kissing through the mask? Oh, like like, he has his mask on and she's kissing the outside of his mask. That sounds nasty. But don't do that because that's the dirty side. Yeah. She's putting her lips on the dirty side. Frankly, the other side is the dirty side, too. It belongs to Ben Mm -hmm. Affleck. Um, so you're basically saying that this was their like, oh, we see your grouper and we'll, and we'll up you raise in you in a flarmus. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened. So um, this is what's fun about this is you start to pay attention to this. You start to see how the they publicly are playing out, like getting little jabs at each other. It's like a teeter totter. So I have an interesting wrinkle. Oh. Would you like to oh. hear it? No, but Yes. What's oh, wait, the wrinkle? I have to do this thing the right way. Hold okay. On. Mm. Oh, look at you bringing hey, it. Oh, listen to this. Now, go with me. Um, 
I never left you. I'm always with this you. This is a blind item that might just be relevant to the story we're talking about. That former naked celebrity has been spending even more time at the home of this A-plus list mostly movie actor who was supposedly deeply involved with the foreign-born A-minus list actress. <gasps> okay, there's a naked celebrity that's been hanging out with Ben Affleck who more recently has been connected with Anna DeFlarmis. To Flarmus, <laughs> poor thing. Um, uh, yes. However, here's what we don't know: is who the naked who celebrity? The naked is? celebrity, the Rude. former naked celebrity. But I will tell you that the comments suggest, and I don't know enough about Shauna Sexton. Uh, she has sex in her name, but I think she's a Playboy, former Playboy model. Yes, she is, and they used to date. Yes. Remember that? So I think that's what, um, at least in the comments, people are saying Shauna Sexton. Some people also say Kendra Wilkerson. Wilkinson. So she was one of the girls next door. She used to be married to Hank Basket. So did did she... Um, have a relationship with Ben? Uh, that I don't know. But I think the Shauna Sexton one makes sense. But anyway, so what they're suggesting is, mm. let's say it's Shauna Sexton, that she's been spending even more time at the home of Ben Affleck, mm. who was supposed to be deeply involved with, by the way, up until today or yesterday, you didn't see them together for a while. Yep. Uh, Anna Diarmas. So what's interesting about this is perhaps this was a way to like get back in because remember it was like not not a day would go by a month ago that we didn't see a flarmus walking their dog Mm -hmm. or doing stuff Mm -hmm. this is okay that is a wrinkle and this is interesting and it also is completely not out of the realm of possibility because i think ben affleck is a noted um Mm. person who gets around What's that called? Man whore? That. Okay. He's a noted one of those. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it also lends credibility to something I think we've talked about with this publationship, that it's a A publationship, right? That, like, the the, the point of this publationship is not that they're actually together. Although sometimes that is, you know, sometimes people actually are in a relationship. It's just that they use that relationship for publicity. Whereas there are also publationships wherein the people are using each other to uh, even though they're not in a relationship right i I do also want to say this one thing and then another thing may i say two things Mm. one thing is that i watched knives out have you watched that movie no no it is fan and that's with fantastic yes and she especially is great in it so that's like so I feel like, like she's I've a good a actress is what yeah, you're saying. So I feel exactly. So, so she I, knows how to play the role. I feel like I have a whole different outlook on her now because I feel like I know her in a different way because I watched the dumb movie. That's number one. Are you ready for number two? Of course. It I mean, comes I'm always ready for a good number two. That was necessary. Um, this comes courtesy of our listener, Marie, who writes, love it when you Google the word publationship. Under Google Images is a beautiful picture of the two of you. Aww. That just makes me smile. So fun. Keep up the good work. Now, first step, you need to know the word publationship in order to Google it. But I feel good knowing that we are associated with the identification of the publationship. Literally, I think we created it. Although, technically, um, somebody did use it in 2012 in nope, the comments. I don't want to talk about that. But 
Um, but nobody has like done it. So it's our thing. Yeah, we own it. Now, remember when we tried to make swap a doozy a thing? <laughs> oh my God, we are trash. Well, it turns out we just were on to the wrong word. Also, swap a doozy is a thing. Why did we stop pushing swap a doozy? I'm not sure. I think I think we got made fun of by our coworkers. They were like, it didn't catch on. Swap a doozy. <laughs> we need to bring that back. 2020 requires. Uh, 2020 more needs swap a doozy. Yes, we actually need to swap a doozy for 2020. I wish we could swap a doozy. It's been a doozy. I'd swap it. Exactly. We need to remember when on. we thought 2016 was the worst because people kept dying. My God. Like celebrities were I dying? I would take all them dead celebrities all over again. I mean, not new. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> the same old ones. Let's sacrifice a new crop. No, we want the same old ones, right? Yeah. Oh, man. And remember Snowmageddon? I mean, we've been through so much. We really have. Remember, like, there was a royal wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? You take the good. You take the bad. Take them both, and there you have. Axel Life, man. It's true, man. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, more about the uh, surviving Jeffrey Epstein docuseries on Lifetime that we both watched. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, a lawsuit between Virginia, who's the main kind of person, and Alan Dershowitz, and some more information about Ghislaine Maxwell after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.